From Homedale to Salmon River, District 3 has several teams that don't always get their due. Stepping outside the shadows of the SIC, this is the Treasure Valley PrepCast with Logan Green. That's right, another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast coming at you here on IdahoSports.com, your weekly breakdown for uh, the 3A, 2A, 1A happenings in District 3. Brandon Bainey with Logan Green. Logan, speaking of happenings, what's a happening with you? Oh, you know, just nothing, <laughs> you know. and You know, nothing too exciting. I do have my kids um, – um, Owens football is about to wrap up. Um, I'm honestly a little excited about that. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes you sign up to be a youth coach and you think, oh, this is going to be great. And then, um, and then it, it takes a lot of your time. So, you know, any coaches out there, I, I mean, I I am coaching the lowest level of any, this is rec league flag football. That's a one game a week. But it's like, I mean, I, I'm looking at stuff during the week. Um, just, you know, it, there's a lot of work that goes involved in just, just the little stuff. And so to do it on a high school level, like it does give me a new appreciation to what they're doing, right. That they're grinding all the time, trying to get their kids better. Um, things like that. So um, yeah, the, the, the Idaho sports little giants did Brandon did suffer defeat last week. We, um, we were three and oh, um, we did play. We I don't know if we we talked about. It. We played the we played the Raiders and it was eight to six. It was a it was a, a struggle, but it was over here. It was when it was super windy, like you could barely nobody could do anything. Um, but um, yeah, we got beat um, twenty to eight. So it's good though. We learned there's some things. They were undefeated. We were undefeated. So it was a good matchup. They scored on two really long plays that. I mean, outside those two plays, it was a tight game, but we learned from it and uh, we'll be ready for the playoffs in case you were wondering. Yes. And so uh, this is something we've done the past couple of weeks here on the uh, Treasure Valley podcast. <laughs> we, we get we get a little Giants update. Uh, yep. Logan's coaching Giants in, 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 a, in a Nampa City League, right? Yeah. It, well, it's called Friday Night Flag. Um, okay. it's, ba- it's, it's in Nampa. They play it over at the Karcher Church of the Nazarene right over there right behind everything, right behind the Home Depot, all that stuff in Nampa. And um, it's, it's great. It's been really good. Like, I think the league has like eight or nine teams just in for first and second grade. I think there's like 50 teams overall. And I don't know, it's been good for at least my son to like get a little bit a taste of football, right? Um, he can see what it's about. He can learn the movements of it. I'm just going to get a base learning of it. So, um and he was unfortunate enough to get me as his coach, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna say, following the loss, I'm sure you were like Nick Saban, uh, sleeping on the couch, get up at 4 a.m. to oh, start yeah, man. grinding. I had those at that kids out there running gassers all morning long. Come on now, this is unacceptable. No, they just, um, like I said, they they got, they they had two big plays where they snuck away, and uh, yeah, that's what it is. We'll, we'll be ready. Definitely the rematch uh, for sure. The rematch you'll have to let us know when that comes in, yeah. in the playoffs. Well, speaking of playoffs, uh, we are getting rapidly towards the end of the regular season uh, in the spring sports landscape. Uh, you know, Wendell played Cole Valley Christian last night in baseball. That was the regular season finale for Wendell. Uh, believe it or not, their districts start next week, which is crazy to think about. 
Um, so we, we'll take a snapshot at kind of what's going on in baseball and softball as we kind of really get down to the final week. You know, we're recording this on Thursday, the 28th. There, there's pretty much a week left, and then yeah. in two weeks it'll be districts. Yeah, and Brandon, let's, I mean, let's start right there, right? That Coal Valley-Wendell game. Um, Wendell ends up winning that game two to three, but man, you look at the standings, right? Coal Valley Christian right now, they sit at four and four in the conference, eight and 11 overall. So this is a team that we know is good, but they do have a losing record, but look what they did against Wendell. Wendell right now is sitting at 12 and two. They do have a tie, but they, they lead their, their district right now over Declo three, one overall in the district and, and only two losses on the season. And that's a team, you know, a, a, that's a good Wendell team. And Coal Valley Christian almost beat them. And they're a middle-of-the-road District 3 WIC team. Again, I mean, we've hammered on it all year long, but if that doesn't show you that this conference is deep, then I don't know what will, right? That you can go and take on the top team of another district that, that only has two losses, and you have 11, and you almost beat them. You know, I, you can play the almost. It was a loss, right? It was a loss. At the end of the day, Wendell won. Um, but but you hung around in there, and, and you've seen that the conference kind of just turn brutal, right? I mean, you look at it, we were so high on Marsing, and uh, they've hit a rough patch over the last couple of weeks. Um, they've lost. They, they lost to Melba this week. They lost to New Plymouth, Nampa Christian. Orofino and Cole Valley. They're they're on a losing streak right now, five losses in a row for the Huskies. Um, but they're still going to be a factor. That's the thing. You know, they they've beaten the, some of those teams that they lost to. And those are those are all good teams. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um it, it does anybody could come out of there. And we really kind of have neglected talking about New Plymouth, but there they are, also sitting at Three and five and eight and eleven overall, which is the same overall record as Cole Valley. Just, I, I think you're going to see Nampa Christian in for sure, and you're going to see Melba, and then really, who knows? You know, I, I think maybe outside of Vision Charter, that it would not surprise me if anybody else in this conference makes a step forward. Yeah, well, and we talked about Vision Charter. You know, Cole Valley only beat them ten to six the last yeah. time they played. So, but. You're right. Coal Valley kind of controls its own fate now because they're going to play New Plymouth Friday night. And then uh, they have a non-conference game with Fruitland, which should be a good competition for them on Saturday. And then next Tuesday, it's their regular season finale at Marcin. And they already beat Marcin and New Plymouth this year. So they are in the driver's seat. If they beat both of those teams to close out the year, they will finish as the three-seated districts. And that's, you know, you mentioned... Napa Christian and Melba probably going to get to state and you're right. Well, there's a third bid from district yeah. possibly on the line in, in the two a state baseball tournament. Now they would have to win a play in game against the second place team from district one, two up North, but I'll tell you that that district is down this year. Grangeville is uh, the worst team in the league and they're the defending champs and Orofino and St. Mary's have kind of just beaten up on each other. So yeah, um, I, I think whoever takes third uh, from district three has a great chance to get to state also. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I think that, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, Orofino did beat um, – they did beat Marsing a couple weeks ago pretty good. But I just think that the brutal schedule that these two have played or, the, you know, that the district has played is going to, you know, shake itself out. Like, I really think that at the end of the day, you're going to see whoever went – you know, whoever that third team is. And I, I don't know who it's going to be. 
you know, like I, I just think whoever it is has a good shot at it. But at the you know on the on the reverse, you look at the rest of the schedule here for Marsing. So Marsing plays Vision Charter. They play Wilder. So they have two winnable games left on their schedule to start, and then they have that game with Cole Valley. That that's going to be a huge game. That Marsing Cole Valley game. Um, they're on, on Tuesday, May 3rd. Like that's going to be a big matchup to see who uh, for positioning in the conference. Cause like we said, right now they both sit, well, Cole Valley's four and four Marsing's at three and five and new Plymouth right there at three and five as well. So big, you want that position, right? You want to, you, you know, you can finish on top there that that's what you want to do. Yeah, that's going to be uh, an interesting finish to the year for both of those teams. You know, Marcin possibly uh, could end up tying. You know, if they if they beat Vision and Cole Valley beats New Plymouth, it sets up this, this showdown on Tuesday where if Marcin wins, they force a tie with Cole Valley for third where they've both beaten each other. I don't know how that gets decided, but whoever gets that three seed, avoids Napa Christian like like neither path is good but I would rather take my chances against Melba than have oh, to yeah. play Napa Christian right I mean if you're Cole Valley right so they played Melba back on April 1st it was a one to three game and then they played them uh, about a week ago and it was uh seven to zero so a, a little bit uh more brutal there but I mean on the other side Marsing they they beat Melba twice this year, they beat them in, the, in that tournament over in Payette, nine to two. They beat them six to four um, in conference play, and then they just they lost to them um, Tuesday, only five to seven. So you know, if you're Marsing, you say, "My goodness, we can hang with Melba. We know we can. We've already beat them twice. We lost to them by two. <laughs> I don't think anybody. You don't want to be on the Nampa Christian side, right? That's yeah. That's what you don't want. So if you can get that and get that matchup, that's not a diss on Melba. That's just that's more of a respect to Nampa Christian being. We don't. I, there's nothing else for us to say on that. If you want to hear about Nampa Christian baseball, <laughs> listen to the last thirty prepcasts. Right? I mean, <laughs> right. they're good. They're great. They're yeah. they're gonna they're the team to beat this year and the, for the last decade. Um, but right now, if you're a Melba or if you're a Marsing, New Plymouth, Cole Valley, you need that third spot. It's critical to get that third spot. And, you know, you're going to be playing Melba for a bit to state, right? And and you, if you could, if that can be your chance to state rather than the semifinals matchup with, with Cole Valley or with, um, with Nampa Christian, it's, it's, it makes a big difference. So. Definitely. Yeah. Well, let's let's shift gears and look at what's going on in the 3A uh, SRV, uh, where Weezer still leading the way at eight and one. Fruitland is seven and two, and the Payette Pirates are six and three. You know, Payette is a team that's kind of emerged from the middle of the pack. Uh, last night, Weezer and Fruitland met in a in a pitchers duel, and Fruitland got out of there with a one nothing win. So they had they handed Weezer their first conference loss of the year. And the first time Fruitland and Weezer played, you know, Weezer only beat them by one, 11 to 10. So a pair of one run games, a split between those two, but all of a sudden here's Payette. And so for Fruitland, Hey, it's nice. You beat Weezer, but guess what? Payette's only a game behind you in the loss column. And that's who they wrap up the regular season with on Monday night in Fruitland. If they lose that game, all of a sudden Fruitland could slip to third, possibly on a tiebreaker. Yeah. Cause you look at the schedule. I mean, Weezer right now, right? Weezer, they finish up. They've got Homedale um, that they're playing, which 
four and five so far for the Trojans. Um, but then they have a non-conference game against Vail to round it out there. So, you know, they're looking in good shape. But like you mentioned, Payette could sneak their way into that second spot if they're able to knock them off, right? They they have a big game with Nampa Christian, but then that Fruitland game, we'll see how it goes. That one on May 2nd on Monday. So a big opportunity there for the Pirates. Yeah, and, and they've kind of been all over the place this year. They they lost to Fruitland by 10 the first time they played. They'll have the rematch. They lost to Weezer most recently 21 to 6. But the first time they played Weezer, they only lost by three, 11 to 8. They beat Homedale twice, 6-1-3-2. So I just they're they're a hard team to figure out. But I, I still do think that Weezer and Fruitland are the two best teams. But if Payette comes out and and knocks off the Grizzlies in that regular season finale could make things somewhat yeah. interesting. And here's, and I know, Brandon, it doesn't count for standings, but this is a good um, gauge for Payette. They, tonight, on Thursday night, they play Nampa Christian, right? Yeah. And we know what Nampa Christian has already done to 3A SRV teams this year. Uh, when? That's what they've done. So you look at it and you say, you know what? It, it's a non-conference game. It doesn't count in the standings. Um, but we can learn a lot about our team here in a non-conference game against a really good team that's a level below us, but probably could run through the 3A as well, if we're being honest. But uh, a good chance there to, to work some stuff out and one that won't hurt you to get ready for that big game on Monday night. Yeah, that's going to be a huge one and kind of a similar situation at the 3A where uh, the top two finishers of districts automatically go to state and that third place team will have a chance to earn their way to state via a play-in game where they will play the second place team from up north. And that's that's a tough league right now. Timberlake, Kellogg, and Bonners Ferry are all kind of beaten up on each other. And so unlike the 2A where I feel like the third place team from District 3 uh, has the advantage. I'm, I'm not sure that if it's Payette, uh, if they have an advantage going against one of those teams from the North. So for Payette, it would behoove them to get one of those top two spots, I think. Yeah, I mean, if we if we dab just a little bit in that upper echelon or, you know, of that, uh, the team from up North, you got Timberlake right now in conferences, eight and two, Bonner's Ferry, five and three, and Kellogg is five and three. And, and Kellogg started off really rough in there, you know, to start the season, but has come on really strong as of late. And, and in the standings, they would be that they're that third team. Right. And, and they, like you said, they've just been kind of beaten up on each other and man, it's, it's, it's going to be tough for them to take down that team, uh, whoever it is, you know, I just think that, that those, those, those guys have been battling, but you know, so have they down here, right? Like, you know, playing teams like Nampa Christian, um, late in the season as a non-conference game, that's a great way to go about it rather than, um, you know, th that will be a good test for if, if it happens, if the third place team happens to be Payette, I don't know. It'll be a good game. It'll be fun to see who actually comes out of that. Um, and, and, you know, who gets that bid to state. Yeah. Uh, that'll be uh, pretty interesting for sure. Um, let's talk one, a baseball where, uh, this year for the first time, uh, they are playing in eight team bracket. So in one, a baseball, there's only two districts, district two up North, the white pine league. And then there's district three, the Western Idaho conference. And in years past, they've said, well, 
four teams from each conference is probably too much. So we'll take the top three, and they've done a six-team tournament where the two district champs get a first-round bye. Well, this year they're doing an eight-team tournament, which means there's an extra spot available. I feel pretty good about three of the four spots, North Star Charter, Glens Ferry, Horseshoe Bend. They all got to state last year, and they all look really strong again this year. That fourth spot, to me, is kind of wide open right now. Um Probably will come down to Rimrock or Wilder. Yeah. Um, you'll see Garden Valley in the standings at two and three. And I, I never got clarity on, how, you know, are they an official member of the conference or not? I do know that Garden Valley and Rockland will have to play a play in game just to get to districts. Uh, Rockland kind of plays as an independent and then they, they join district three for districts. And I think Garden Valley might be on a similar path where they're not right. a full fledged member of the conference but they'll have a chance to get in. But this is uh, kind of a mess here in the middle and towards the bottom. Yeah, and uh, we, we've hit on North Star Charter, right? They the Phenomenal season last year. They've been rolling through everybody this year. Um, their lone loss was an out-of-state team. They've beaten <laughs> – we were just talking about three A's from up north. They've already beaten Kellogg, who's going to be one of those teams in the mix um, for that bit at state at the three A level. Uh, took care of them handily, beat Orofino easily, and, and just rolled through. So they don't need any introduction. But I tell you who's come on strong the last couple of weeks is Glens Ferry. Uh, the Pilots started off rough, 5-0 and or 0-5 and to start the season. Had a couple losses to Melba, to Wendell, to Gooding, to Declo. Just kind of got – and those are all teams higher than them, right? These are – they're a 1A. Um, Melba, we again, we mentioned, tough. Wendell, tough. Gooding, a 3A school. Declo, 2A school. Um, and then they kind of started hitting their stride, playing some other teams. They they knocked off Soda Springs. Um, then they then they come back a couple weeks ago and they beat Gooding, right? A team that had really handled them earlier. Gooding beat them 23 to 7 back in March. And they flipped the script, beat them 10 to 2, right? So now they're, you know, maybe Glens Ferry coming around. And then they played North Star Charter last on Tuesday or they did play them um, and a close matchup there 13 to nine. I in for, for um, North star to give up nine runs. I don't know if they've given up that many runs in conference play all year. Like they gave up two to Rimrock a couple weeks ago, um, five to Rimrock. Like I, I'm being dead serious. I it's, it's, it's uh, to give, I, no one scored more than nine on them. Pomeroy did score nine on them a couple weeks ago, but that's the highest amount that they've given up. Um, you look at the last couple games on the defensive side for North Star, besides that game, they gave up three division charter, none to Wilder, none to Horseshoe, two to Rimrock, five to Rimrock. And, and, you know, you could go down the list and say, hey, maybe Glens Ferry is a team that is right on the footsteps or right on the doorsteps, I should say, uh, of – of North star and maybe can challenge them. I don't know if they can knock them off. They haven't obviously so far they could not this week, but they they're right there. It seems like. Yeah. They've got a great uh, number one pitcher in Parker Martinez. He threw a no hitter earlier this year. And of course, Daniel Cormilo for North star charter. We talked about, he threw a no hitter this year also. Yeah. Um, so there's good pitching. Um, the conference standings are kind of a mess because of the schedule, right? So many games have gotten wiped out this year and some aren't getting made up. I think Wilder is going to end up being the only team that played the full 14 conference games against everybody. You're right. supposed to play everybody twice. So the standings are kind of in flux and this happened last year as well, but I, I feel pretty good about staying North star 
Glens Ferry, Horseshoe Bend. And I think that fifth spot, I really do like Wilder. Uh, but Rimrock could also push for it, I think. But yeah, see. yeah, I think Wilder, like you said, I think they've had they had they had a win against Idaho City, but um, like you said, Rimrock, it's gonna be. T- I mean, Rimrock beat them twice in a row. Um, they they had a double header last Thursday. Um, Rimrock won both of those matchups. Um, so, like you said, but. Again, Wilder's played some tough teams this year. They, they've hung around with some really good teams, and it'll, you know, we'll see what happens when they actually play it there on the field. Definitely. Uh, one last note before we move on to the next, uh, you know, set of uh, softball. We'll move on to softball. But uh, Idaho City, second year as a, as a varsity baseball program. Last year, they were kind of vagabonds. They played at, the Boise Hawks field uh, a mm-hmm. couple times. And then they pretty much played road games, uh, softball too. Uh, well, last Wednesday, North star charter came to Idaho city. Idaho city has a, a field and a facility they can use now. And North star charter was the first team to come in and play them, which is cool. I think for, because yeah. for Idaho city, that's an advantage because they're, they're kind of tucked away from everybody else in the conference, right? Yeah, they are. I mean, you got to take the long windy road to get up there. And I mean, it's a beautiful drive. Idaho city is a beautiful place, but yeah, it's a, it's a little different, right? You're um, stuck on that bus. It's kind of like getting to garden Valley. I mean, it, it takes some work <laughs> to get up there and uh, for them to not travel, that's a big win for them too. Like think about that. How many, every time they play somebody, they are going at least an hour and a half to get there. Um, and they have to take that long windy road and, and they don't have to, right. They can, you know, just go straight home right after the game. And that must be nice for them. So um, hopefully we can see that continue. I know that they deal with, I don't know if anybody else deals with the, the with the elements of, of being in the snow as much as Idaho city that like, Maybe North Fremont, but I, I think that that their snow melts quicker, and and Garden Valley too. But Garden Valley, I think, goes away. Idaho City, they're they're up there, um, and so you know they're 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 limited on what they can play anyway. Uh, but it's good for them to have that available now and and be able to use that field there up there in Idaho City. Yeah, last year uh, I I did an article about Idaho City's baseball and softball programs and how they were first starting and. Uh, I was talking to their softball coach, Natalie Kulik, and I said, she's from like the Midwest. And I said, how do you end up in Idaho city? <laughs> and she said, honestly, I looked at the map and saw green. And I said, yeah, let's live there. Go there yeah. she, she loves the, uh, you know, being right around so, so much green forestry up there in Idaho city. Oh so, yeah. No, it's yeah. a great drive. And we always, whenever we drive through there, there's a little place right there by the road that my boys like to get ice cream, but it's a, it's a, it's a fun little town. Definitely. All right. One, a softball. Let's take a look real quick at what's going on in the WIC notice, uh, continuing to look good. 12 and one overall 10 and zero in the league green leaf friends though. How about the Grizzlies? They've got kind of co-coaches going and they have a huge game. Logan tonight, as we're yep. recording this, they will travel to notice notice won the first game. 15 to seven, a win here by Greenleaf could force a tie at the top of the league standings. Yeah, they, I mean, Greenleaf, not only, not only Thursday, but Monday, they have two back-to-back games that are going to really 
tell us everything that we want to know about Greenleaf, um, I think, officially, right? So, like you said, they, they did lose to notice earlier, but they did uh, um, last Wednesday, they did beat Glens Ferry, right? 11 to 10, Glens Ferry, a, a great softball program. We just got done talking about the baseball. Um, by the way, if you, whenever you, it just everything looks nice, baseball and softball at Glens Ferry. When you look at it off the highway, you know, when, over there on the, on the south side, it's just, it's, they are very nice facilities there. Um, I've done some football games there at Glens Ferry, but their facilities are, they're, they're awesome. But, um, a big win for um, Idaho City, or not Idaho City, excuse me, for Glens Ferry, for notice against Glens Ferry, uh, 10 to 11 uh, last week. And they're going to have a chance to back that up on Monday uh, with a with a win there. Sorry, Logan, I oh, swall- you're- swallowed down the wrong pipe. I was having a, <laughs> co- a coughing fit. No, no, you're good. I was just mentioning that, you know, they're going to be able to follow up their win against Glens Ferry with, you know, for Greenleaf, if Greenleaf can beat Glens Ferry again, um, they beat them by one. And I think beating them again will really cement their spot in that second spot. But really you, you look at their schedule. um, You know, they've got garden Valley Rimrock and Idaho city after those other two which I think they'll be able to take care of business against those other teams. Um, they, they've done well against them so far on the season, except Garden Valley. Um, they haven't played, but they got a doubleheader. But, um, man, you look at it and you say, if you can, you know, they're, they're, they've got one loss in conference. Um, worst I can see is three. So I think they probably have that second seed wrapped up. Um you know, it, it, let's say they lose the notice and lose to Glens Ferry. I think they still went out. Um, and right now, um, Glens Ferry has those four losses in conference. And so, you know, you look at it right now and say, is it, is that second spot Greenleafs right now? Yeah. And of course, three teams will get to state. So I think notice Greenleaf, Glens Ferry. Yeah, can, for, can... I think those are the three. Yeah. And I think most impressive about Greenleaf friends, Logan, is they're doing this with 10 players. That's it. Yeah. 10 players. <laughs> it's just, it's remarkable. Uh, 2A softball. Uh, new, kind of the same deal. New Plymouth continuing to, to excel. 14 and four overall, 7 and 0 in the conference. Melba is kind of still within striking distance, and Nampa Christian is having a really outstanding season as well. Yeah. Melba 6 and 2, Nampa Christian 5 and 2 in conference. So they're right there on the heels of New Plymouth. But, Man, the Pilgrims have just been on a tear this year. I mean, even those two teams, uh, they they played Napa Christian on Tuesday and beat them eleven to one. Um, so they they're on a roll right now, and they they have not. You know, they played Melba back back in March, March 29th, beat them six to one. So uh, those two teams will meet up next week on Tuesday. Um, they actually those teams will all play each other. So. Um, excuse me, new Plymouth will get a chance next week, Tuesday and Thursday against Melba and Nampa Christian again. But uh, so far those two um, looking to be the ones to compete with new Plymouth. Who's really just kind of run away with it at this point. Yeah. So uh, kind of an interesting end of the year for Nampa Christian, as you mentioned, they'll, they'll play Melba Friday night, new Plymouth next Thursday, a chance to, if they can win out uh, cause a little chaos, just like on the baseball side, 
uh, the top two teams at districts will automatically get to go to state, and the third-place team will also get a chance to qualify via a play-in game against the second-place team from up north. And that yeah. that would be a very difficult uh, proposition. Um, St. Mary's was one of the best softball teams in the state last year. They have, in my estimation, the best pitcher in, in 2A softball, Tacey Watkins. Uh, she routinely racks up 16, 17, 18 strikeout games. Uh, and has thrown several no hitters over the last two years. Um, and, but, but just as surprising up North this year. So we knew St. Mary's was good, but Orofino also has turned out to be a very solid team. And in fact, they beat St. Mary's uh, last week in the second game of a doubleheader. So no matter which one of those two teams um, is the second place team from up North, it's going to be a very hard road to get there yeah. for that third place team from district three. Yeah, it's going to be, it's, it'll be tough. Whoever it is. Um, yeah, like you said, those two teams up north just a lot of power, a lot of a lot of good skill up there. So it'll take a big a big win. But you know what? We said that during um, during basketball, and guess what? District three came through in some of those basketball play in games, um, knocking off some traditional power. So you know, you always hope to see um, you know the local guys. I guess if you're here in District three, you know you, you root for your your conference foes as they go on the road to to try and earn a spot, but. Um, it, it's great that we're just having these big games at the end of the season that matter, right? Um, even like if, if I look ahead into 3A, too, yeah. just it, there, baseball, softball everywhere, there are huge games over the next seven days. It doesn't matter where you go. And if, if we look over at the, you know, move up over to 3A, um, you look at the standings right now in 3A, uh, Homedale Weezer tied at seven and one right now. Those two teams did play earlier in the year. Uh, that's a game Weezer won, um, or excuse me, Homedale won 14 to 13, right? And and so they play on Monday, big matchup. But Homedale, they also, you know, they, they have a couple games against Buell um, for them this weekend. But that's a huge game between those two on Monday night. That game's at Weezer. Monday or Weezer and Homedale really that that's for first place, right? That the winner will most more than likely secure that first place bid. And I tell you, these two teams are, are stacked like with what they've done this year and who they've been able to beat. They've, you know, Weezer or Homedale beat 5A Rigby, 4A Homedale or 4A Twin Falls three. You know, they beat Sugar Salem. Who's a good squad. Like it, these they haven't beaten chumps during the, the non-conference portion of play. You look on the other side, Weezer, what they do. Okay, well, they beat 5A Madison. They beat Nampa. They, you know, they they've played very good teams. And you gotta think that when it gets to state, that that we're gonna see those two there, barring a, a big upset in districts. Um, and that those two might be just on a class course to be playing each other there in the state championship. Yeah, and you know, Homedale had that win over Weezer, and then they stubbed their toe against Payette. Payette got Homedale six to four last Monday, which is kind of set up this this winner take all yeah. showdown. So Payette is kind of lurking on the periphery as well, although they did go 0-2 against Weezer, but they they only lost to Weezer, you know, 13 to 12 the first time they played. Yeah, they and you look Homedale. at them, right? So Payette last couple games they beat Parma on Wednesday 
big. The last two games, they've won by a score, a combined score of 47 to nine. Like they're hitting the ball well right now. They're playing good defense in the field, good pitching on uh, those two big wins against Parma and McCall Donnelly, who, of course, you know, I mean, those are, they're not even in last play. Like they're right below them. McCall Donnelly, three and six, Parma, two, um, two and six. Like that, that they're at the bottom of the league, but they're not the bottom, right? Those are two teams that are, that are involved in, and in giving teams games. And, and, you know, you just look at it and say, I mean, heck, Payette, they beat, they beat, um, who did they beat? Sorry, they beat Moscow, right? They beat yeah. 4A Moscow. They hung around with Madison. They hung around with Jerome. Um, so it, you look at it and say, you know what? Let's say, let's say Payette, I'm assuming, so it's two bids, right? And then, and then a play in. And if, Correct. if it's Payette that goes, They've got a great shot at winning that that playing game based on what I've seen from them this year and, and who they've been able to beat and, and hanging around and being able to knock off even the top in their conference. Now, this is the one. So all these play-in games we've talked about so far involve playing the second-place team from up north. And if that were the case, I'd say market because the north at Timberlake is so much better than everybody else. It's not even funny. But in this instance... The third place team from District Three would have to play the second place team from District Four, which is going to be infinitely more difficult. Uh, District Four is all over the place. Logan Buell is good. Gooding is actually leading the conference, and Filer are the defending three A state champions. And Filer didn't win their conference last year, and then got to state and ran the table. And guess what? Kimberly, the team that's in last place, that was the team everybody said in the preseason <laughs> was going to be the favorite, and said, you know what? These Kimberly's probably going to run the conference for the next three or four years. So well, at, any of yeah. those teams are going to be difficult. I mean, everybody's within like a game and a half of yeah. each other. Gooding, Filer, and Buell, all with only three losses. Kimberly has five. Um, who knows what's going to happen over there? And, yeah. you know, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad, right? They've been beaten up on each other. They haven't had any easy nights. You know, they know that in on any given day, someone can beat me. So you play with that mentality all year. You know, you're prepared for state tournaments. But at the same time, Payette's been playing really good. And if it is Payette who gets that third seed, um, it'd be a great matchup with that District 14. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about possibly having to play the defending state champions from Filer play in, a, in. in a play-in game just to get there. It'd be well-earned, that's for sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is a Major League Baseball term, but this can apply here. There's going to be some fun pennant races down the stretch here, Logan, this last Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, we just we mentioned it a couple minutes ago. A lot of big games right now, like this week. The huge week uh, for softball. Um, I, I feel like this softball, there's just more on the line right now. From, from when you look at it, there are – standings wise there is a lot right now and it, i mean two-way baseball has a lot too right between those those three squads coal valley Nampa, or coal valley um marsing and melba they, they are new plymouth new there's a lot going on but softball there are huge every level has a huge implication this week here in district three yeah, conference uh, deciding games uh, in the next uh, eight to ten days, and we'll hey, we'll be back next week to recap yeah, it all and, it and get ready for districts. Believe it or not, Logan, how crazy is that? That's yeah, no, it is. I, you know, I, I, how many times do we say that though? I say it all the time that you know, but you look at it and it's 
next week you're going to be you're going to know where you know people are, are meeting up in districts the week after that you're in the middle of it and then the week after that it's state tournaments and it's crazy that that we're that close to state tournaments being right around the corner and um it's going fast brandon it's, i can't believe we're we are three weeks away from being done with the the school year you know sports for the school year yeah it's, um it went by quickly and uh We'll have a whole summer to to be in misery and waiting for for uh, for the fall sports to kick off. Yeah, well, we're going to try and do some off-season podcasts as well where maybe we bring on guests and interview athletes, coaches, that type of thing. So you'll have content. Don't worry, listeners. And yeah, we'll be back. We're not, we're not going away for the summer, even though there's no. We'll, we'll have something going on uh, almost every week. So uh, until then. Stay tuned. Enjoy all of the great competition that's coming up over the next uh, week to 10 days. And uh, we'll be back next week to recap it all on another edition of the Treasure Valley Prepcast for Logan Green. I'm Brandon Bainey, and we'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.